Well, we're back for another tour through the women's problems aisle. <laughs> um, I guess I, probably I should have been more inclusive uh, or whichever of us came up with that. Because, uh, of course, it's not just women to whom this applies. Uh, anybody with um, parts typical of those found in human females uh, <laughs> would, would possibly um, be involved in the complaints <laughs> that we are about to raise um of course trans men have many of the same issues uh biologically speaking plus their own of course um but anytime it comes to not knowing what to do about a uterus uh that also <laughs> includes trans men uh to a pretty great uh, and unfortunate extent Um, so, gosh, where, where, where do we want to start with this one? I guess with the CPR thing, because this is one of those things where it's like... Right. Um, <laughs> what do you mean this is the first time this is, like, ever being addressed, ever? Yeah, so I did not realize that I am likely to be left for dead <laughs> yep. because, because I've got boobies. Like, people who... <laughs> would be able to save my life won't do it because they're scared of my boobies which are uh as is typical uh quite near my heart <laughs> and on top of my ribs uh <laughs> so it, it's it's great like heart attacks uh are already not recognized in women but when somebody actually does keel over dramatically if they've got boobs um and of course by women women and female presenting people uh people who don't have the typical male heart attack uh in short but uh when they do dramatically keel over in such a fashion that it's obvious something has gone seriously awry with their heart they they will be ignored uh because it's scary under there where the bra is yeah <laughs> i tried to search for anything on youtube um in terms of like like, like just anything on this topic, just to like try to see what was there. Because, you know, YouTube is full of a lot of like the very low quality, like here's how to put this specific light bulb in this specific <laughs> Ford truck from, you know, 92. Like CPR, like for women was like, like not a thing. Or uh, like the one I found, like was really weird because it had... Uh, one woman lie down as, you know, if she were the, is victim the right word? Uh, <laughs> uh, patient? I don't know. <laughs> um, and then another woman just narrated and didn't touch her. Huh. That doesn't seem especially helpful. Yeah. It's like, you could have just stood there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's and, mean... and the rest was, you know, creepy shit. The thing, well, of course. The thing is, though, it's not really that different because underneath our bones, uh, stuff is substantially similar. Other than once, I mean, once you're until you get to the to the pelvic region, but you know, right. above that, things might be a little bit smaller, but they're generally speaking in the same places. So the uh, the same strategy of forcibly kind of smashing the ribs will work on women if you ain't too scared, and other people with boobs, if you ain't scared of their boobies. Yeah. And, you know, it gets 
more ridiculous the more you try to like think about it in detail <laughs> because <laughs> you know <laughs> lying on your back once the bra is out of the way like the boobs are also kind of out of the way yeah they sort of i mean with with uh natural boobs anyway right. silicone of course behaves differently or um saline but most women don't have breast implants uh and and they'll kind of flatten and spread a little bit uh to the sides and and leave you uh, a more open field than you might imagine. Yeah. And even if there is, you know, like a, a rigid push-up underwire bra, uh, you know, like worst case scenario, like just go for it anyway. It's It's like, you know, like just like the bottom of the band would be like exactly where you need to be applying pressure anyway. Uh, but, you know, it's just, nah, that's awkward. Let's let him die. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I could save her, but I'd have to take her bra off. And that's, I just, I'm not, it's, it's like, I mean, it's not, it's not as bad as Mike Pence who won't even have lunch with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's, at least in that scenario, the women usually won't die. She just won't have any career advancement. Uh, and the solution, I guess, the best idea they've come up with is like boob attachments for CPR dummies. Like, I guess that's helpful. Like to to get people unscared of 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 boobs uh, when when the need for CPR arises. Yeah, uh, you know it's kind of ridiculous that this is like probably the first crack at addressing this like at all. Well, I mean, I didn't realize this was a problem. I, I had well, no yeah. idea that that a bunch of, there are a bunch of people out there who just are like, ooh, I can't touch that. Uh, and so we'll let a woman die or any other boob having person uh, just die on the floor in front of them when they could be saving that person's life. That's uh, that's pretty wild, I, I must say. And uh, this is... Uh, like the episode where he coined the term uh, women's problems aisle, like <laughs> the inclusiveness is that like it in some way spreads to everyone that isn't a cis male. If you're female presenting, you'll be ignored because of the presence of breasts. And, you know, like you said, if you're a trans man and still have breasts. Right. If you have a binder, someone will have no idea what to do about that. Yeah. And, you know, it's just one of the many more ways where you get to, you know, like literally die because you <laughs> are not yeah. a cis man. It's super. There's so many of those. And I'm sure that this like weird like boob shirt for the dummy also kind of reminds me that like these CPR dummies are like one size as well. It, yeah. I mean, and, and just a pretty beefy dude. Like. The, the CPR dummy in general, like, I don't know how many, how many human beings and, and the, and the boob shirt is pretty, it's pretty weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know how, how anatomically correct that ends up being. Obviously boobs come in many different shapes and sizes, but I'm not sure any boobs come in, <laughs> come in that specific shape and size. Yeah. To be honest. Uh... <laughs> But I'm, and it's, I don't know if it's as, it's probably not as bad as with crash test dummies, which were all, you know, large size, you know, sort of medium to large men for a long time. And 
oh, but what happens? What happens if you're like a five foot even woman who's sitting very close to the steering wheel because, you know, your legs aren't that long? Oh, you get decapitated. Cool. Mm. Cool. Um, I knew a woman who uh, illegally deactivated the airbag in her car um, on the driver's side because she didn't want to be decapitated by her airbag, uh, which is, you know. Terrific. I can, I can, I can understand not wanting to be decapitated. I also don't want to be decapitated, but I'm, I'm oddly proportioned. So I actually have the seat like pretty much all the way back. Uh, so I'll just, you know, break my arms or whatever. Um, although, you know, don't do the hand over hand thing, kids. Uh, keep your hands at what, 10 and t- not 10 and 2, uh, kind of on the bottom-ish. Whatever. Whatever the guidelines are so that you're not likely to smash yourself in the face with your own ha- uh, arms. Uh, also, hand over hand is awkward and weird. Um, but yeah, so it's like a cute... It, it's nice that they're trying with uh, with this uh, boob shirt for CPR dummies, but why not just make like smaller uh, CPR dummies that actually like are modeled on a real human being that has boobs? <laughs> also, uh, you could make the. I mean, hell, there's a whole industry that makes hyper realistic fake women, uh, <laughs> fake women shaped. <laughs> Uh, objects for different purposes but you could totally like use that expertise um and you'd have a pretty realistic female presenting torso to practice chest compressions on and possibly be less scared of what to do about boobies yeah like even like the diversity that mannequins have now um or at least in some stores um, right (laughs) <laughs> like the ones that outraged that woman yeah, right. <laughs> a couple months ago. Uh, but I'm thinking, you know, like, those look like people shapes, you know? <laughs> like like you Sometimes. said, <laughs> uh, there are industries around making people shapes uh, various realism. <laughs> yeah, like, for example, and like the neck is so big on that CPR dummy. Yeah, it's it over. Just... <laughs> It's like a broad, it's like a linebacker, which I guess is is kind of useful because it's probably also harder to do CPR on a big beefy dude, but like, it's it's super, it's super awkward. And I'm, I'm just, I'm still not over that they're like, I've never thought about this, that they're, that, that I could potentially be left to die on the floor when somebody who is capable of saving me chose not to. That's only 27% less. (sighs) Oh, well, you know. (laughs) What's what's twenty seven percent between? <laughs> um, and in uh, in other uh, medical news, <laughs> Jesus Christ! So this is not something that you necessarily die of, but uh, but it, so so endometriosis is a terrible disease um, that causes an enormous amount of pain. To people who have uteruses and so some italians at an italian university uh, decided they would do a study about uh, specifically rectovaginal uh, endometriosis which sounds miserable by the way um and what uh what they wanted to to ascertain uh, in the group of women who had this horrible disease was how hot they were <laughs> whether there was any correlation between fuckability and endometriosis 
they found that there was. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't even <laughs> in the interest of um could this is this, you know, real. Uh we have the PubMed link. <laughs> um, oh yeah. It's absolutely real. Uh and 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 by the way, the women with this particular kind of endometriosis were hotties compared to women with a different kind of endometriosis and women without endometriosis. Uh, this was judged by a four-person panel, so very authoritative there. <laughs> uh, and they and they gave them a survey. Oh, but they did not disclose uh, to these women. So they knew they were in a study about endometriosis. Right. And they probably foolishly assumed that the uh, question of interest was perhaps something to do with reducing their pain or determining the cause of the disease so it could be prevented or anything else. <laughs> literally, literally anything other than, well, but how hot are you? Of course, this is evolutionary psychologists doing this, which is like modern day phrenology. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not a respect. I mean, they just want to prove that women are naturally, you know, suited to being in the home and men are naturally suited to being out in the world because it's fucking sexism codified in academia, uh, more so than in other uh, social sciences. And it is a social science, not a science science. Sorry. Um, right. Like they try to throw numbers in here, uh, but they are <laughs> uh, uh, waist to hip ratio and uh, breast to under boob ratio. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cup size. Yeah, that's highly fucking interesting. Also, like whether they had had sex before age 18. Like, yeah. Which is so disgusting. Like it's it's so egregious. Uh, it was funded by the University of Milan. Uh, they actually gave these people money <laughs> to... Now, granted, this is one of the cheapest kinds of, of quote-unquote science you can conduct because you basically just ask women, uh, women some questions. In this case, it, I'm pretty sure it was all uh, women, uh, cis women, because, well... <laughs> Because I w it would nothing would surprise me more yeah. than a study like this being gender inclusive. It really it really uh, leaves you incoherent with with rage um, at at how fucking ridiculous this is. Like what a what a thing to to even like. Ha Here's a group of people with who are in a great deal of pain a great deal of the time. And and what you're, the the burning question you have about these women is, are they hot? I gotta wonder, like, who came up with this shit, like, and why? Yeah. <laughs> like, did did somebody like have a hot sister in law who <laughs> who who had this kind <sighs> of endometriosis and and some dude? Because I'm pretty sure it was, uh, I think it was mostly men uh, or possibly all men. I don't actually. It just has their first initials on the citation on PubMed. But uh, how, how do you come up with this shit? I can't get over it. Like, at least with the, well, in a hunter-gatherer society, naturally, blah, 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 blah. You can understand where that's coming from. Men would like to retain a certain amount of privilege in the world by saying that women are just not good at stuff. That makes sense. It's horrible, but it makes sense. Yeah. And you have to wonder if this was just, like, targeting some money. Hmm. Could be. You know, in the worst way possible. Um, but by that, I mean, um, they probably had a broader idea of some way to study uh, quantified hotness. 
and saw, you mm. know, uh, some unused funds for uh, rectovaginal endometriosis lying around. Right. Maybe some donor had specified yeah. a certain sum. Yeah, that could be. And they were like, let's do our hotness study, but we'll target it to this so that we can have funding. That makes a certain amount of academic sense in that it makes sense in the context of academia and is ridiculous outside of it. Right, because there is, um, you know, still plenty of study left to be done towards, you know, what is the uh, DNA component and what is the um, environmental factors that may fuck with hormone levels that lead to, uh, you know, a presentation of secondary sex characteristics in people. You know, the whole, like, if you're malnourished do you come out a different way uh you know, <laughs> to, to... <laughs> i'm actually angrier now that i'm thinking that maybe there was some pool of endometriosis money and some of it got spent on this bullshit that makes it worse right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like because there are all kinds of valid areas of inquiry such as you were listing the i mean anything anything that would actually help people with this disease, not like telling them, well, you're more likely to be a hottie, statistically speaking. Right. Like the the almost science here is <laughs> things that mess up ovaries mess up hormones. When you mess up hormones, that can present in all sorts of ways. And are they hot is, I guess, where they stop. Yeah. Well, that's all they were interested in. Does it make you incidentally hot? <laughs> Well, I'm sure it's very important to them whether <laughs> it's it's no mere incidental whether whether you're hot or not. I mean, this is Italian science, apparently. But at least, you know, <laughs> they're not being left to die. Although they are being part of a study in which nothing is, is being done for them. They're being they're not being treated in any fashion for their disease. They're just being judged on whether or not they're hot. So, so the uh, viral tweet that was spreading this around um, links to somewhere else for uh, this abstract and it's keywords which is a very finite <laughs> field <laughs> are endometriosis, attractiveness uh, body mass index breast size, waist to hip ratio yeah like you can tell just from that list that this is going to be some bullshit <laughs> yeah considering you know the the one medical term in there uh, followed by the subjective term, followed by the losing medical relevance by the day term, uh, followed by two things which are uh, quantifiable but of questionable relevance. And this was published uh, by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, which is pretty what the fuck if you ask me. This has no relevance to their field of inquiry. <laughs> like, what the fuck? There's way too there's just too many men in science. Cause if there were if there were enough women, first of all, this shit wouldn't get funded. Right. Second of all, there would be enough among the peer reviewers for any given thing to reject this shit. Yeah. Um I had a former boss who came from uh uh NIH and was part of the horrible <laughs> what grants get money meetings <laughs> and mm. it is basically you know a room with the tables put in a u-shape and yeah it's a bunch of crusty old white dudes well crusty old white dudes know best yep and speaking of problematic crusty old white dudes right before we started you found this 
tweet of this uh, ongoing story, but happened early today, so we do have some of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, a woman on Twitter um, who's evidently some kind of lawyer or at least works in a law firm. Uh, actually verify that. Oh, yeah, she's a lawyer. Cool. Um, tweets. I just received a text from my boss about how he hopes Sarah has her tits out, and one day I'm just going to have to fuck her that he meant to send to another coworker. Being a woman is so much fun. <laughs> he then starts blowing up her phone, like trying to call her, and, and he eventually left a voicemail because he was like freaking out once he realized that he had sent uh, actually to her this. Yeah. And it's amazing because it's, it's like a law firm. <laughs> Like, you you think, I, I mean, I guess you wouldn't think that, but given the existence of Bill Clinton, <laughs> but um, I don't know, you'd think you'd have a little bit, like, why would you ever put that, something like that in writing to anyone, even not, even if you, you were sure that A, you were not sending it to the person you were talking about, and B, that, that the people who you were intending to send it to would never show it to her. Like, why would you ever do that? It's because some dudes just ain't got no fucking sense. Um, you know, this is the whole, uh, it's uh, the whole locker room talk thing, which is the idea that um, all men, of course, are pigs and, you know, <laughs> just keep it to not themselves, but, you know, uh, their buddies. <laughs> I mean, that might be true to an extent. Obviously, I can't know firsthand, but it's oh, I absolutely think it's true. Probably, yeah. And and like these dudes think genuinely think that there's no harm in it if the woman uh, or women in general like don't ever find out. But there super is because like <laughs> the less you think of women as fellow human beings, uh, let alone uh, non-binary people or trans people like the less the less you're inclined to treat them that way for example uh and it's a big fucking snowballing problem of uh bigotry and misogyny and general shit yeah um you know the numbers are there with the pay gap um <laughs> that um if you're a cis man you are um evaluated on your persuasiveness in an interview um, and nothing else. Um, and if you are anything else, then your competence has to be, um, rather, your competence has to make up for your lack of attractiveness. Um, incidentally, did you know that white men are just naturally persuasive? You look at a white man and you're just like, damn, that looks like a fine programmer. <sighs> Apparently. Yeah. Whereas you look at me and you're like, huh. Eh. I don't know. Well, we better whiteboard her. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is like she she's retained a lawyer uh, and doesn't plan to gain financially from this situation, but does plan to force them to make a donation to someplace. Uh, obviously, she has a pretty strong case for uh, sexual harassment <laughs> and a Title IX claim, probably. Yeah. If we still have that. I mean, I don't know. We live in an age where these things don't succeed if they go to trial. <laughs> like, the aim is, you know, settlement, because these are a bunch of lawyers who are, like, afraid <laughs> that if they actually do, like, 
get the one competent judge that they are incredibly screwed. And, you know, she does mention that, like, uh, like the other uh, lawyers, because it's a law firm, which are all men because she's the only woman. Um, right. Are, you know, like like freaking out about like the, you know, the office dissolving <laughs> over this. In this case, there is another woman at the uh, who's a partner, actually, at the law firm. The guy's wife. The guy's wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so good. Uh, so, and apparently uh, she was traveling somewhere and, and was like flying back to, to deal with the situation, whatever that meant. <laughs> yeah. I actually knew somebody once who had a successful sexual harassment claim uh, and, the, and the guy got fired, but only because he had also harassed the undergraduate student assistants, which you can't do at a university. Like, uh, you can harass your fellow women staff. Like, whatevs, but try to stay away from the undergrads. Yeah, but most of the, the stories I know from people personally is that this situation is handled by moving the problematic man around mm -hmm. the company. Yeah, it was, it was pretty unusual that he was fired outright. Uh, incidentally... Uh, this particular individual had previously worked principally in uh, in the Catholic Church and associated entities, and I believe that's where he ended up after his job was terminated as well. Because, you know, the Catholic Church, they don't really let little things like that bother them. No. I mean, he didn't <laughs> rape anybody, and, and honestly, even if he had, I mean, what were they wearing? So, it's seen if there are any uh, updates that weren't threaded. Um... <laughs> You know, went to the main account here and, you know, she's very uh, sex positive, which is like, oh, dear Lord, her mentions are probably surely a dumpster fire, which she has oh. also mentioned. Indubitably. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to follow up on this as a show, probably, but we'll put the uh, the tweet in. Um, so, you know, whenever you're listening to this, you could see uh, any updates. <laughs> Yeah, it should be. I mean, it probably won't be a hell of a story because there will be a large settlement pretty swiftly hmm. and uh, she'll move on to greener pastures. But this is like the kind of shit that you just have to expect. I mean, probably not me because I'm kind of old, like I've got a fair amount of gray hair and I'm not thin. I don't know if I'm considered conventionally attractive. I kind of don't think so. I don't know. Uh, so I'm 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 luckily exempt from a lot of it. Like I get very little street harassment, probably also because I'm I'm tall. So I, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't like exude vulnerability <laughs> in the way that that a lot of uh, smaller female presenting people do. But of course, being too tall also has its own whole set of problems, as our friend Maddie could tell you. Uh, in addition to not being able to find pants that are the right size ever. Yeah, anything really. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah so basically <laughs> everything sucks and we're all going to die i mean those of us with boobs are going to die because no one will give us cpr no uh, you well and, i mean you'll die 73 percent faster right and the rest of us <laughs> will just i mean the amazon is literally on fire right now and yeah so this was considered like a lighter episode um i guess i don't know if, uh... <laughs> comparatively i don't know we're gonna follow it you know with two weeks of apple crap so yeah it'll be it'll be fine that that shouldn't be too depressing hope hopefully oh we'll see we always find an angle <laughs> it's true we do we're good at that <laughs>